0: with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure A Pair of Nylons. But Green Hornet strikes again. <laughs> Michael Axford, the reporter on the Daily Sentinel, sat stiffly behind the wheel of his old car as he drove along through the heavy downtown traffic on his way to the Sentinel building. When suddenly...
1: to happen. Look at that cloud. Now you get out and see what it's all about. All right,
0: ladies. Come on, Hey. Hey, officers. What happened here? Hey, big boy. Stop your shoving! will you? Maybe I'm not shoving. And I have
1: as much right here as you. Hey, Joe.
0: <laughs> when do I tell the boys you were lined up to buy nylons? <laughs> oh, is that all now. Well, just to show you,
1: i stay right in this line till I do get to buy a pair. Now, what do you think of that? <laughs> Good morning, Katie. <Kitty. laughs> Good I'm going to lock you out of this office if you can't learn not to slam that door. Lock me out, you say? Well, ah, Casey, you better think twice about that. Uh, look, got a present for you. A present for me? Yep. Here, take the bag in office. Hey, I don't get this. It must be some kind of a joke. And if it is, Mike Ashford, so help me out.
0: That's a pair of holes. Nylons, that is.
1: Nylons?
0: expert. That's wonderful. <laughs> sure, I thought you'd like him. <laughs> Believe me, Casey, I stood in line with a bunch of crazy women just to get a for oh. you. Oh, why did you do that for me, Michael? Oh, after all... Well, I... now, I come to work this morning. I spotted a big line of women pushing and shoving to get some nylon. So I said to myself, I'll surprise Casey and get her a pair. So there they are. They're the best two. Cost they price. It was sweet of you
1: to do it, Michael, and I do appreciate it. But I still want you to remember, don't...
2: Yeah, I know. Don't slam the
1: door <laughs> when I go <do> out. <laughs> oh.
0: The following afternoon, Lenore Case was in the office of Rick Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, taking dictation. Furthermore, it has always been a policy of the Daily Sentinel's. to... I read...
1: Hi, Katie. Oh, what's the use? I tell him time and time again not
0: to burst a nail on the It's all right, Miss <laughs> forget it. Say, no, Katie. Ain't you wearing them nylon stockings I got you? So you have on Look kind of wrinkled. To tell the truth, I that I am
1: wearing the hose you gave me. Well, they're definitely not nylons. Not, not nylon, you say? That's right. I washed them out last night before wearing them, and this is the result. Now, they're a cheap grade of rayon treated to look like nylons until they're washed. I hated to tell hey, you. Patrick, I've been tipped that
0: I have. What's this all about? Well,
1: Ashford got in one of those nylon lines yesterday to get me a pair. He thought he bought nylons, but well, as I said, they aren't.
0: <laughs> well, maybe the store made a mistake. Oh,
1: I don't know about that, Mr. Reed. When I first saw the hose, I thought they were nylons, too. It wasn't until I rinsed them off that I knew they weren't. Holy
0: cow. It's a racket, that's what it is. Could be, Ashford. I want you to go back to that store and tell them about this. Of course, they may not know what they really saw. I'll soon find out. Soon I'll go right down there and I'll pay them down with it. And what's more, I'll get my
2: money back. for
0: Later, Mike Axford hurried into the city room at the Sentinel, where Britt Reid was conferring with Gunnigan, the city editor. Pete, I've been to your office looking for you. What's up, Britt? Well, from the look on his face, I'd say he'd lost the good stories of the clarion. How oh, is is that so, now? <laughs> well, for your information, i would have you know I did lose huh? one buck and 85 cents. Now you won't eat for a week, I guess. Ah, uh, <laughs> it's some money, I mind. It's the way I lost it that Rise, me, Gunnigan. Are you still talking about those holes you bought from Miss Kate? Uh, I am, Reed. I got took in by a racket, just like I said. So what did you find out of the store. That's just it. it. was just a hole in the wall, place, And when I went back there, the ghost was locked up. Nothing inside but a few empty glass cakes. That will teach you to deal in the regular stores, actually. You can be sure they're reliable. Ah, uh, that guy'll go in anywhere to hit a bargain. Then he yells every time he gets stung. Listen here, you. I don't have to Give take her, her, I was just thinking. The people selling those hoes yesterday must have taken that small place just for the day to take advantage of the great demand for nylon. Reed, I'm going out every day and hop into every lineup for nylon that I come across. And when I meet up with the little pin-headed guy that call me them ponies, I'll have them run into the cop's headquarters as quick as the wind. That I will. The you sized little shrimp. Hey, maybe you'll get a good story on the record at that, Mike. Go ahead, see if you can run them down. Go to it, Ashford. And good luck. <laughs> Two days Axford wandered about the city, hunting for lineups in front of small shops. He found several and pushed inside to get a look at the salespeople, but each time he was disappointed. It was late afternoon of the second day that Oxford shuffled along in a line that led into a very small shop, the window of which was plastered with nylon hose signs. Soon he was inside and approached the counter.
1: Okay, Mister, you're next. One pair to a customer. What's the size? Oh,
2: uh, I uh, change my mind. Uh, I guess I don't want to buy it. Case, Mabel. Get rid of these and close the door. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. Harry. We're not you, you ain't kidding. My feet are killing me. All right, Mister, if you don't want any, move on. There's others waiting, you know.
2: Oh,
0: okay. I, I, I change my mind again. I, I take a pair, any size you do. That's a hot one, any
1: size. He says. <laughs> okay, Mister, any size it is. First pair, leave my hands on. Here you are. $1.85. Right.
0: There it is. $1.85. Have the right
1: change already, eh? Thanks.
0: Next.
2: Come on, ladies. Let's Oh, I've just outside and wait till they leave. Then I'll follow them. There's time enough to call the cops when they find where they hide out. I'll get them this time.
1: change lady thank you well harry there's the last one Good. sorry everybody that's all we have outside everybody sorry we don't
2: have any more we can't sell them to you we will have to go now we're closing up i'm sorry that's all hurry up harry let's get out of here yeah get the door out of the register come here mabel what's the matter look out there that fat dopey looking
1: guy yeah he's dopey all right He's the guy who bought a pair that any size would do.
2: So that's the guy, huh? I don't like the way he's hanging around outside. Looks like a flatfoot to me.
1: Gee, Harry, do you think he's wise? He
2: must be, or he wouldn't have bought the hose the way he did and, and hang around.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I just remembered, Harry. What? Well, first he said he didn't want any. Then when you came back with that last box, he, he stared at the funny like and said he would take a pair. Besides, he had the right change in his hand, one Yeah, he's
2: got a line on us right.
1: Terry,
2: what are we going to do? Take it easy, kid. I'm going to have to work fast, but I have a plan. What is it? You slip out the back. Get the car and bring it to the curb our front, see? I out the front way here. Then what? Just leave the rest of me, Mabel. I'll take care of the nosy flatfoot. but good.
0: In time, Axford waited in front of the small shop. Finally, out of the corner of his eye, he saw the man coming out the front door. Axford turned and stared into the window of the nearby store.
2: Get off the key, buddy. You no know way. It. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's a loaded gun you feel in your back. Be quiet. Oh, saw. Oh, you there to watch, don't you? Well, I'm out of your game, see? You're going to come along with us right now. Oh, no, I'm not. I have to Careful, Flatfoot. Hey.
0: You knocked me hat
2: off. Let me get my hat. There's your hat. <laughs> and if this gun goes off, it'll kick a bigger hole through you than I did through that derby. Mm-hmm. You know, let's talk this over me, good man.
0: After our lives... Get going. going.
2: Toward that car at the curb. Okay, okay. But you won't get away with this. You, you, you have half find cook. Get in. you are sitting in the middle. This gun will be right in your side.
1: Come on, fat boy. Snuggle up and enjoy the ride. <laughs> Fresh
2: games, get my goat. When you're wonderful, shut up, you. Okay, Mabel, get going. Fast. It was
0: after dusk when Lenore Case entered Brick Reed's office. Yes, Miss Case.
1: Gunnigan's raiding because Axford hasn't come back or phoned in. He was supposed to be back to take that political assignment, you know.
0: Well, Axford knew about that. He usually comes back when he knows he has an assignment.
1: Well, Lowry came in, so Gunnigan sent him out in Axford's place.
0: Well, good. Lowry will handle it, all right. Strange, though, Axford didn't call in.
1: Well, I think so, too. Of course, he may is. have been delayed. Her. I'll get it. Mr. Reed's office. Oh, is that you, Mr. Hayes? Yes, it is. This is Burke, headquarters. Is there? Axford? No, he isn't, Sergeant Burke. In fact, we were just talking... Yes, I asked. One of our men picked up something belonging to Axford over on 10th Street. Just a minute, Sergeant. I'll let you talk to Mr. Reed. Sergeant Burke said that one of the policemen found something belonging to Axford over on 10th Street.
0: I see. I'll talk to him. Hello, Sergeant Burke. What was it one of your men found? Hello, Mr. Reed. I
2: called to say one of our men picked up Mike Axford's derby. He has his
0: press card inside the hat band, you know. Axford's hat? Well, that's strange. Yeah. He'd had a hole in it like he'd been sucked over the head or something. And the land beside it was a small paper bag containing a pair of women's stockings. Where were they found? In front of a
2: hole in the wall giant on 10th just off Water Street. You think anything can
0: happen to Axford? Well, yes, I do. He was trying to run down a nylon hose racket. He must have caught up with him. Great day. There's a right down look that place over. Axford spoke of a small undersized man with an oddly shaped head. A uh, pinhead is the word he used. Have your men look for a man of that description. Also, put out a description of Ashford and make an extensive search. Sure, Mr. Reed. And we'll be on the lookout for that undersized guy. Good. I feel that unless we find Ashford soon, Sergeant, he may not be found alive. Rick Reed was visibly shaken as he put down the phone after talking to Sergeant Burke. For a moment, he sat staring at his desk. Then a newer case broke the tense silence.
1: Mr. Reed, do you really feel that way about Axford? What do you mean? You just told Sergeant Burke that you felt Axford must be found soon. If he's to be found alive.
0: I'm afraid Axford's in great danger in this case. If he's in the hands of Crook running that nylon hose racket. Sergeant Burke says the police found Ashford's derby lying beside a package containing a pair of hose. A derby was crushed in when they found it.
1: Oh. Well, that sounds as like though he might have been hit on the head. Oh, I wish I'd never told him about the hose he gave me. Then he wouldn't have gone hunting for those racketeers.
0: You did the right thing, so don't be upset about it. I'm going home. Keep me posted if you hear anything from police headquarters.
1: Yes, sir. I'll stay a while in case they do phone.
0: All right, Miss Case. Good night. <laughs> Three and went to his apartment where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornets was waiting. The two men discussed Axford's disappearance. Will you go to a place on 10th Street to look for clues for good? No, Cato. The police are working on the case. They'll find any clues that they might have left. I told Burke how Axford described a man of hunting for. They may turn up something. Well, what we do? We'll wait till I get somewhere from headquarters. they fail in the search. Then the Green Hornet will have something to think. I hope we hear from the police soon. Two hours passed by while Brick Reed and Cato waited impatiently for some news from police headquarters. Finally, the phone rang. <laughs> Hello? Mr. Reed, this is Sergeant Burke. What have you found out? little bags they used to put the stockings in. Well? By means of that piece of wrapping, we traced the place where them bags came from. will tell paper house on Water Street. Go to work. What else? We went there and found that 10,000 of them little bags had been sold to a funny-looking plain sized guy who paid cash and give his name. Well, that must be the man Ashford was looking for. Sure. Well, we found out where the bags were delivered, McRae. There's a small warehouse out on River Road about two miles out. We're going to go out and raid the place now. Sergeant, you and the force deserve a lot of credit for what you've accomplished so far. I'd like to be in on that raid. Okay, meet us out there in about 20 minutes. We'll bust that racket and find Ashford at the same time. But right now, I'm more concerned about Ashford. Sure, I know. See you out to the warehouse, Mr. Reed. Come on. You are, Sergeant. Cato, you wait here. The police may settle this without the aid of the Green Hornet. But if they don't, I may have to call you to meet me with the Black Beauty. Oh, well, yes, sir. I'll be here already. Well, where are you going now? to be on hand when the police raid a certain warehouse on River Road. And I sincerely hope they find Axford safe and found. <laughs> Brick Reed took his regular car and drove out River Road until he came to the warehouse Sergeant Burke had mentioned. He parked a short distance back, and within a few minutes, two police
2: squad guards drew to a stop behind him. You Yes, Sergeant. We're going to move in on right now. Good. I'll come along. You stay behind in case there's any shooting. You're not used to mixing up with troops like we are. Well, I'll be careful. All right, boys. Let's close in. All right. In a very big place. I can see light shining through the cracks in the shutters. Have your guns ready, Oliver. Oh, yeah. Take it easy now. Here is the door. Just an old wooden one. It'll be easy to bust in at the clock. When I give the word, we'll bust right in. All
0: right, ready, Okay. No. Get him all of here! Three of you, huh? That's enough out of you. Boys take mother two
2: to headquarters. Cassidy, you stay here with me while I ask this mug a few questions. You're right. You're oh, yeah? Look at all them bags back there. And I've met those cartons on the other side contain lady stockings. Bring them over here, Cassidy. Okay, sir. Right. I still don't see you got his snorkees. Go to the carton.
0: See what's in it. Yeah? yeah. Doctor, just like you said. Sure. Phony nylons room is my guess. We're testing them at
2: headquarters. Oh, no, uh, what? this racket. <laughs> Never heard of them. I just uh, the other two are new helpers, see? So you can't get any information. Look, you. I guess it's right here to get the answers. Well, Doctor, what? Oh, Mr. Reed. Well, we got the three that were here, but it's easy
0: to see the one we went, went wanting around. Oh, I know. I think I'll go on back to town now. I'll meet you at headquarters later. Have to give the news to the paper. Sure, okay, Mr. Reed. I'll do a little drill
2: on this bug, and we'll take him to headquarters. See you later. Yes, Sergeant.
0: I'll see you later. Rick Reed drove along the road toward town until he came to a gas station where there was a phone booth. He put through a call to Cato and was soon giving him instructions. Come as fast as you can in the Black Beauty. I'll be parked on the dirt road to the left, just beyond the Red Top gas station on River Road. Yes, sir. I'll be there in short time. I'll be waiting. Hurry! Mr. Briggs, I headed back along the church road. While you driving out to the old warehouse on River Road, I'll I'm the haunted skies. Good going. We haven't much time. Arriving in the vicinity of the small warehouse, Rick Reed was relieved to see that the squad
2: car was still there. He and Cato parked the black beauty in the shadows a short distance behind then they went on foot to the squad guard and crouched down behind it.
0: Burke is still inside with that racketeer. The other two can't tell anything. I'm sure of that. The man Burke is questioning inside won't tell. He's the one we want. Will you think to know where a small
2: man in will take Axford away?
0: Yes, I do think so. Anyway, that's what I'm going to find out if I can.
2: Are they coming now? Yes. i on the off side of this car until I say the word. I'll get in under the wheel, Captain. Put that mug in the middle. Watch in now. Hey, what's
0: that? Take a you. No. Yes. Yes. You? Stop i cold right? Hey, where are you taking me? Car's back here. Hurry. Come on, hurry up. Captain. Hey, Hey, Mr. the warehouse. Here, car. door so I'll drive. Get in, you. Right. Get in. We leave in. Hurry. Maybe you'll tell me why you stuck your neck out to help me get away from the cops. Maybe we both work for the same little boss. And maybe I have a day to meet him at the warehouse in about half hour from now. Yeah, maybe so. How come you got there when you did then? Maybe I dropped past early, just to make sure it would be safe later. Oh, sure, that was it, Hey, the boss is going there in a half an hour to run into the cops. That's right. Why don't you phone him and tip him off? Well, he's got a bullet place, all right, but he don't trust anyone with a number. You know where the place is? Sure, but don't be a fool. Tell me where to go, and I'll take you there to warn him. You mean you don't know where he hides at Look, I'm the Green Hornet. When we had business to discuss, the little boss always came to one of my hideouts. I've never been interested enough to care where he hid us. Well, I ain't sure... The police catching me too bad. Right. That little guy has some big plans for a better racket. But if he's caught, he might squeal about a killing or two. Minutes. Hey. I better show you where to go. I better warn the boss. Keep going straight ahead out the river road. I'll show you where to turn off. All right now you're talking sense. We'll have you there on nothing flat. In a room of a small farmhouse
2: set back from the main road, the short man, Harry, and the girl, Mabel, were talking, while Axford, bound hand and foot, watched them from a nearby cot. See
1: Harry, I don't see the sense in having fat boy with us. Set of
2: him. No reason for keeping him with us. Was he the racket? Maybe he'd talk. and
0: when the cops find you, there's a Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> If the cops should find us, we can threaten to shoot this dope if they close in. After we make a go with him for snooping on our racket. All right, you're to the half pike. If you hadn't had a gun, you in that
0: game would never have got me. Hey, you shot that funny face head yours off your shoulders.
2: <laughs> you big windbag. Half a <laughs> am I? Uh, oh, oh! Hey, now the big stuff is passed out.
1: What'd you do that for, Harry?
2: I it must explain. I didn't hear a car drive up.
1: It was the noise that big lug was making, what you expect? Open the door.
0: Hey, hey, I Get your, Get inside. Hey, what's that? Take hey, some of this, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> the green hornet. Uh, I'll give you don't something. Don't scare me easily. <laughs> I'm i am not seen so. I'm, <laughs> sick <you> <laughs> 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 I'm sick of you short stuff. that us do it. not your hands Do not fight. I see much. I got gun now. She's a fine specimen of what a lady doesn't look like. And a lady never bites. What do you know about a lady you... Here, sweep this off, Blondie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Ashford. He's out cold, but okay. We'll fire these three up and I'll try Ashford. Then you can phone the police. Later that night at police headquarters... And then, believe it or not, I got three First of First First, the cards that bound me and wiped up the floor with the big guy in half fight. And the girl fainted through fright. Is <laughs> that so, Mike? Funny you waited all that time to get
2: real to huh, Mr. Reed? <laughs> it's amazing to me how he did it. It's <laughs> amazing, especially since he forgets we found the harness seals on the foreheads of both them racquetiers. Oh, them. <laughs> That's funny, now. I, I just can't put the knife on me figure
1: out how those seals got
0: there. Maybe you've suffered a slight touch of amnesia.
1: Huh? <laughs> Stop kidding <it>, Reed. <laughs> the truth is i suffered because of a
0: pair of nylons.
1: <laughs> now, that's something. <laughs>